I'm travelling the country to find out for myself. Include the word halal on their shop front. There's no evidence halal certification money is funding terrorism. Not be given an immigrant visa. We need to boycott. Halal stuff sure sounds pretty scary. He is a threat, but he's not a threat, but he could be a threat. That's some racist news there. People see it as simply anti-Islam. Welcome to Keeping It Halal. A scary word for some. For others, it simply means permissive. That's what this podcast is all about. Our goal is to inform, entertain, and inspire action. Each week, we will discuss news stories and world events which affect us all, and try to make sense of it. That's it. Let's jump right in. Here, I'm joined by two very dear friends, um, and people that I actually know very well for this uh, interesting discussion we're going to have. With me is Imam Imtiaz Ahmed, who is the Imam of the iconic Toronto-based mosque known as Betul Islam, the House of Peace, which is also the national headquarter of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat. Imam, peace be upon you. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam and peace be with you. Thank you for having me. And also with me is Jahan Khalid. He is from Milton. Most people probably don't know where that is. And rightfully so in some cases. It's just an extension of Misaga, to be honest. <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they justify their existence. But, um, you know, we've gathered here to have a discussion. Um, we're going to have a quick chit-chat. And Safwan, I think um, um, there was a sad event that happened in, in Toronto a few, be- few weeks back. And I think Toronto uh, displayed an amazing example of, uh, of unity and, 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 and leadership how um you know there was a van attack that happened in mm. toronto and a um, few people lost their lives and few injured and you know toronto is a multicultural city and and people from different backgrounds different cultures they reside here and everyone got together and condemned the attacks and supported the victims and and the world had seen uh, how torontonians how canadians uh, have come together and in, in times of difficulty, in times of, uh, um, uh, how do you want to say it, um, in times of difficulty. And, and people came together to denounce attack and support those uh, who, were, who were injured or who lost their lives. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it, it was quite a sight to witness that usually whenever there's an attack, there's a lot of finger pointing, there's a lot of blame games, uh, a lot of political mudslinging. But that wasn't the case in Canada um, compared to what I've seen around the world. Um, very quickly, these attacks become a political platform to garner votes and get other people's attention. But rather, um, the whole country came together and there were various different vigils that were held. There were different marches organized by Christian groups, but supported and orchestrated by Muslim groups. I know that members of the Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat numbered in the hundreds uh, attended multiple vigils uh, for the victims, um, at which uh, Imam Ahmad, you were very much present and um, speaking to the members of the public, speaking to local leaders, and of course, speaking to the media uh, about why this type of a response is so important. But I want to ask you, you know, being at this tragic event, 
knowing only step standing only steps away from where this horrific van attack took place how do you kind of reconcile that experience in your mind when you think back only only a couple of weeks ago when the attack took place yeah it's uh, it's truly sad um uh, what happened in toronto and uh, how people you know they were just going you know some of them they're just going to and uh, do their jobs and some they're just you know taking kids and all that so it's just truly sad that a person uh is going uh doing about his his daily routine and then someone attacks and takes a life and this is what islam says killing of one soul is akin to killing of all mankind we may belong to different cultures we may belong to different religions we may come from different countries yet what binds us together is this that we all celebrate in harmony the peaceful coexistence and and the the values that this country has to offer i think one of the things that's important to note is that in my memory this is the first time such an incident has occurred in toronto toronto at least in, or in canada it's the first one that i remember and so a lot of times you're judged by your first reaction this was canada's first reaction and they responded amazing in other countries and in other incidents we've seen that you know certain communities get the blame certain communities are you know their politicians use that yeah. to incite certain um communities and other against other people that did not occur here um and it's very indicative of what we are as a people and what Canada has to show the world you know when when this attack took place you're right there was yeah. we were just scratching our head like what's going on but i remember uh, uh imam you and i we just few hours later just jumped in a vehicle and just decided to go and uh yeah make sense of the situation and offer people help and support if that's what they require and you know once we got to the scene we just saw a few flowers and a few candles um and we we brought the message of love for all hatred, hatred for, for none. none yes and eventually that message took over the the city's spirit and became the theme of the whole thing correct um i think that you know as as you and i know this we did it because that's what leadership guided us to do that's the leadership of the ahmadiyya muslim jamaat the world head uh and and the the caliph his holiness hazrat mirza masrur ahmed who time and again has reminded and reminds muslims of their responsibility to their fellow man um especially during a time of tragedy but also during times of um peace and 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 jubilation that we should join our fellow countrymen and that is what we're taught as muslims that love and loyalty to our country is a part of our faith um and that love just naturally came out um during this tragic time of of wanting to reach out to those who needed our help yeah that is correct safwan i want you uh, to tell us uh, when we met mayor and uh, premier what kind of help you offered Yeah um obviously you know when we were at this vigil where thousands had gathered um in and it was a very emotional scene where family members of those who were affected and friends and co-workers had gathered um uh, very emotionally and and we met with the with the premier of Ontario and the mayor um and 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 our offer was which is the same offer that we make uh, to our city any help that we can offer whether it's um working with Canadian blood services to donate blood uh offering um our our uh hours our time for cleanup for anything and most importantly the most important and powerful weapon that we have our prayers 
um, and they were very grateful and they recognized that the Ahmadiyya Muslim Jamaat uh, embodies uh, such values uh, that we wear on our shirt, which is love for all, hatred for none. And we, we not only claim that to be our motto, but we actually use that as our example. That is correct. And uh, I, rem I remember uh, words of uh, our mayor, John Tory. He said, you guys are always first to respond and always there to offer uh, your help in any way you can. And we can't thank you enough for this. And thank you for being such a part, uh, such integral part of this community. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, it was also important for us to remind the mayor. It's just something we naturally do. We don't do it for the praise or the recognition or, or you know, any anything other than the fact that this is what true Islam is. Unfortunately... Only a few days later, the Raptors lost, and <laughs> the city was uh, just that was starting to get back up. I don't want to talk about was, it. Was uh, crushed by that. <laughs> let's talk about the coach. Yeah, I well, feel let's just talk about the, Let's just talk about the crushing for a second. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. It was. I it, think it, they got swept. And by, you know what? By LeBron again. And you know what? We should have seen it coming. We should have seen it coming. This happens to the Raptors every year. No, but this year was a special year. They were the Raptors were saying it. Even even Cleveland was saying but that this is a different really Raptors. What really changed, team. though? What what did the Raptors really change aside from a couple bench players? What well, really changed? Did I, that they... I think they had good momentum going, and they if well they, they had were, their best season ever. Yeah, exactly. If they ever had a uh, have a good chance to beat uh, Cleveland, this was the best time. I I was one of those people that thought about it, that, and, that we were, this was the year we, we were going to do it. We had a gr we had the best season we've ever had. Yeah, we had a team that was. Actually had a pretty hard fought round one playoffs. Surprisingly hard fought. Which I guess it shouldn't have been as hard fought. <laughs> but so did Cleveland. So did Cleveland. That was that's what made me think that we had a chance. But Cleveland I, is it's a playoff team. We all know that. Uh, you know, King James he yeah. comes to come comes especially for playoffs. And, and comes especially spe for Toronto. Oh, okay, you want to <laughs> yeah, say that? Okay, yeah. go for it. But but you know, I don't I actually I don't know if Cleveland is that special of a team. I just think it's LeBron James, like it's at the just, time of recording, they're 0-2 down against Boston at the moment. They are down, and I get that. I, I but, think that's what the difference is. King but James, still, look at his points. He's still putting up more points, even though in the last two games he lost, he had more points than any other player on the field. And his teammates are letting him down right now. It's him. He's carrying the team. He's doing what he needs to do. But his teammates are really letting him down. And it reminds me of Kobe. Yeah, you know, last four or five seasons of his uh, his career. He was just doing whole thing. And I think LeBron's better than Kobe, though. That is going to oh, be my 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 opinion on. here. Not just that. I think that uh, I'm just going to put my prediction out there. I think this is uh, LeBron's last season with Cleveland. So unlike Kobe, I would Kobe, agree. I would agree. Yeah. Where do you think he's going next year? That's my next question. You know, right now, I think it's too early to really talk about that. And that's so. what Kobe. That's what makes Kobe great. Yeah. He stick with one team. Yeah, he, he, he did demand a trade once. <laughs> yeah. He did demand a trade once. Well, he he stuck to his team even while they were losing. And, yeah, and they just kind of who wouldn't want to stay in Los Angeles? That's <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Compared to Toronto, you know, well, I mean, I would love to stay in Toronto, Cleveland. That's a different story. Yeah, but you know, actually, talking no about offense cities, to anybody listening to this from Cleveland. you know, talking about cities, there's a city that nobody's ever really we as Canadian have heard of, it, but generally speaking, people haven't heard of Winnipeg, yeah. and that city's on the map. 
Apparently they're having they're doing the uh, Jurassic Park thing with their with their hockey team where they're having the a watching party outside of the stadium. Although I don't think it's called play. Jurassic Park. I I what is it called? Uh, it's Jet like the whiteout. Yeah, it's the whiteout. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah. It's, they're calling it the whiteout, which is a uh, which is like a name of a snowstorm because it's white and they get and a lot of Winnipeg. snow. And it's Winnipeg. It's <laughs> Winnipeg. So I guess they've picked the right name, but uh, I guess they're Canada's only hope right now i think and i i my hope and my prayer is that they win it uh they win the stanley cup finals really yeah i i want to be optimistic hockey is a game that we all love at least stanley cup will come to canada this is what i want I, you know I, what i, I, I was I, in winnipeg uh, uh last, weeks ago. last month i think yeah. last month and we I, i was speaking at an event and we had a q a session the first question that was asked he said do you think Maple Leafs going to beat Boston because their team was doing so well I think I think they yeah. they 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 won the first uh uh first uh so was first was this, round. was this like first a, round of the playoffs was this right? like a hockey event that you were at that no, no 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 <laughs> it was not a hockey event it was a, an event where uh we I, they asked me to come and speak about the Ahmadiyya Muslim community and history of the community, how it started, and it was in front of Manitoba Historical Society. So it was a big event, and I thought, you know, there will be some. And the first question they asked yeah, you was the about the Maple Leafs. Yeah, the first question, and I spoke for a good forty-five minutes, <laughs> and I thought they would bombard me with questions on 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 the history of Ahmadiyya. But the first question, the guy sitting on the first table, asked me, Imam, do you think Leafs gonna win this year? and i was speechless Honestly. did you say yes no because <laughs> see that you, they were doing terrible i'm man. the opposite of you so i disagree <laughs> i think if the stanley cup comes to canada it's got to come to toronto i don't i i'm not one of those people that says oh Listen, the canadian you know team it's is been, it it's been over 20 years i don't really care who it comes exactly. to yeah, <laughs> you know at this point if there's a chance that it can come up that border any way possible Um thing I'll is take most it, yeah. hockey players it. are Canadian anyway so Canada still, wins man. either way. Yeah, but you know it's it's different, you <laughs> it's know. It's a drought, it, man. Maybe yeah, this would bring yeah, this yeah. would bring um uh, uh, Stanley Cup in Toronto next year. Better Winnipeg than Montreal, that's what I'll say. Okay. You know, <laughs> people don't understand how important hockey is to Canadians and to not have that cup in more than two decades. Yeah. Boy, talking about keeping it halal like that is not halal <laughs> kosher or any any thing else. You know, there's a there's a there's a serious drought, and uh, hopefully, talking about droughts and thirst and hunger, uh, Ramadan is going on right now. Um, Imam, I know you're fasting. I am fasting. I am also fasting. I'm also fast. I don't okay. want to be the one. <laughs> <laughs> So, do uh, you drink and uh, eat during fast? Not even water, man. Not, <laughs> okay. okay, that's Good. a common. That's By a the way, that was a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ramadan is going on. It's the holiest month of the year for Muslims. This is a time of, uh, frankly, um, excitement for Muslims, and we uh, get really, really excited when Ramadan comes around. Contrary to popular misconception, people think that. Uh, Oh my God, Ramadan's here. Muslims are going to be fasting. I remember my boss used to always come up to me before Ramadan and say, "Man, I feel really bad for you. I'm reading the <laughs> newspaper, and I know Ramadan's coming up again. So you're going to be doing that thing again." I'm like, "What thing am I doing again?" He's like, "You know where like you don't eat or drink anything, and man, I feel so bad for you." It's like feel bad for me. That we we love Ramadan. We exactly. really look forward to it. It's a it's a real festive season almost. 
it in is, a way. You know, way. I mean, yeah, we avoid food and water, but it's a it's a reminder of how fortunate we really are. Um, now, sharing this fortune with our fellow Canadians, um, doing that, which I feel like is a very Canadian thing to do. Yeah. Canada is a very multicultural country. We have different faiths, different religions. I've been to various different other faith communities events, whether um, it is to stand shoulder to shoulder with our Christian friends during their important days and understanding what their faith is all about, uh, our Sikh friends and our Hindu friends and our Christian Jewish friends and various other faiths. We wanted to give our fellow Canadians the same cultural respect of inviting them in our Canadian mosaic by giving them what is so sacred to us and sharing with them the experience of Ramadan. Imam, do you have any friends who you know or people, anybody who's not Muslim that has ever fasted? Oh, yes. Uh, you know, in fact, I was uh, um, in Ottawa and uh, we had a few um, friends, family friends uh, and neighbors who actually participated in, in fast and they kept the fast with us in the morning, uh, in the dawn. And then we broke the fast at um, at dusk. What is us. what were some of the comments about it? How did they find it? It must be such a different thing for them, right? You know, when one they start... comment that I remember, I recall uh, that one of our neighbors, uh, when he fasted with us, his son, maybe I think twelve years old, he said, "Dad, you're gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> I swear, this was his comment. <laughs> That's how uh, it feels on the yeah. first day. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, so uh, amazing experiences. Those. So, people. why was he fasting? He was fasting because it's not, just, it's not something people do for no, fun. No, 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 no. It's 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 part of a nationwide campaign that uh, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community uh, holds. Uh, it's an annual annual campaign. Have happens every uh, every Ramadan. And last year uh, in this campaign, fast with a Muslim uh, friend campaign. Uh, there are a number of uh, um, uh, people who actually participated in in this campaign and they fasted and uh, uh and they shared their experiences uh sometime with even uh, uh sometime even with um, various media outlets and i think it was it was a very successful campaign and um yeah so um uh, people participated in this yeah and you know what what i found really intriguing is that they were challenging one another they were they would fast for one day only they don't have to fast the whole ramadan so that's not something, you know, it's a, it's a one day thing. And they were challenging their friends, their colleagues. Um, I know this year we just, we, we were at an event with her a few days ago, but the mayor of Brampton uh, took on the challenge and she's going to be fasting. And uh, I know that uh, the leader of the NDP party, Jagmeet Singh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, reached out and his biggest concern was who's going to host me for iftar. Okay. Um, and he, that's where I'm going to go. come to my house. <laughs> So, Safan, one thing we have to remember on a serious note, um, if you look at fasting, it's actually in one form or another form. It happens in all religion. Hindus have fast. Sikh have fast. Um, Christians have fast. Jews have fast. I mean, Buddha, Buddhists, they fast as well. So all religions, they, they practice fasting in one shape or another. They may vary in different uh, details. But fasting is something uh, which is common in all religions. And where in the Holy Quran, God Almighty prescribes fasting for Muslim, says fasting is prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you so that you may become righteous. So fasting is something that is found in every religion. So people should 
take up this challenge in my opinion so you know when i ask people hey have you heard of ramadan most canadians tell me they have they know that muslims fast but i find that uh even my christian friends or 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 other faith are surprised to find out that their faith also promotes fasting and they it's a it's a part of their faith why do you think that is that they they don't they don't actually even know that's a part of their faith exactly islam has made it obligatory that's that's the key that's and islam has institution institutionalized this uh, the whole uh, fasting thing the other religion they tell you if you want to do this you can follow the example of your uh, prophets like lent and you know for, i know for, i went to catholic school i remember lent but that would just be oh i'm giving up chocolate for lent yeah, exactly. or i'm giving up swearing for lent and that's it yeah yeah some people just don't drink some people don't eat meat so they they, they made very different uh, in in details but uh, in essence fasting is is you can find in every religion no i know and you could correct me if i'm wrong but in islam we're taught that fasting was always there and people had forgotten about it and they weren't practicing it and islam actually brought this concept back to the forefront where not only do not only are you supposed to fast but it's actually an important part of your faith exactly. it's a, it's a pillar it's a it's a it's a core tenet it's something that uh, muslims are uh, expected to do as once they're of the right age it's one the, of the five pillars yeah it's one of the five pillars like he said and uh, uh, you when when you're healthy you're not traveling you must fast and uh, uh, fasting is not just about remaining hungry or thirsty it's about uh, going through the pain and suffering of those people who have do not do not have anything to put on their on their table for dinner or or or, or in the for on the breakfast time it's about uh, it's about worship it's about reforming yourself it's about uh, you know bringing about positive changes in you change changes in you so it's it's not just remain that's just one aspect of fasting uh, it, the spiritual aspect is there you worship you you self reflect you how you improve yourself as a human being are you are you fulfilling the rights of your friends your parents your fellow human beings are you a good neighbor so it's it's a time of reflection it's a time of reflection about are you taking care of the needs of the poor if you, if god has given you are you sharing the wealth that god has given you so it's it, there are so many aspects of ramadan and uh, one and uh, you know there are spiritual aspects there are physical aspects of it uh, you can uh, you know when you fast it's also good for your for, for your body as well i know intermittent fasting is caught on as a uh, fitness technique i was yes. at the gym this morning i was just shooting a basketball and someone was like you want to play with us i'm like i can't play i'm fasting i don't want to get too tired he's like oh man i'm fasting too I'm intermittent fasting i'm like uh it's not yeah. the same thing but you know one of the good things about this campaign is it not only teaches non-muslims about Ramzan and fasting and everything it also teaches some Muslims that may not be practicing in the right way or not taking full advantage of the month about the benefits of fasting so how do you sign up for this campaign yeah that's a really good question um this is what's uh, been catching Canadians by the storm there's a website called fastwithmuslims.com a couple of years ago when this campaign started there was over 400 people who signed up wow there's more people than we knew Just what to Toronto? do with No, across Canada. Wow. However, this year we've uh we've actually uh, done a little bit uh, added more bandwidth, more more Ahmadi Muslims 
uh, are excited or know about this campaign. Uh, our mosques, prayer centers, community centers are available and open and we're hosting iftar dinners, um, which for our listeners, it's not an ordinary dinner. Iftar is unique and exclusive to Ramadan where you're supposed to get together with community and end your fast together. And that makes it so special. But you know, the other part that I'm just glad uh, that I did not get a chance to witness as much as all these cheesy Ramadan jokes that come <laughs> along with Ramadan. Have a date for iftar. <laughs> yeah, all these date ones or like the Hunger Games have begun. Like, you know, I think we need better jokes or a better tagline. So fortunately, I haven't seen too many. You know what? They're so bad. They're sometimes good. <laughs> That's what I find out. I find I find like went through a couple years where I found them really bad, but now this year I started to enjoy them again just because of how bad the jokes are. Yeah, so, yeah. I I know a joke. Okay, that happened to me actually. You know, I I I love outdoor um, uh, activities like hunting, fishing. So last couple of Ramadan ago, I went to Cornwall for fishing. And they're used to, um, uh, you know, many people used to come at that particular at the, that particular location. And uh, we had a, a brother from Iraq. Actually, his parents were from Iraq. He was born here. And uh, I was fasting and we were fishing. And I this guy came and, um, and he, you know, started fishing. And all of a sudden I see smoke and I see brother. I asked him, brother, aren't you fasting? He's like, Wallahi, brother, I'm fasting. How can you say that I'm not fasting? I said, you're smoking. He said, Wallahi, I'm fasting. I said, how come? He said, look, he, you know, he demonstrated how he, how he smoked. And he said, look, nothing's going in. The, the smoke is coming out. I'm exhaling it. So nothing's going in. He's keeping it in his He's mouth. He's keeping it at halal, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I was like, buddy, no, you can't do this. So that is not keeping it halal. No, no, that is not. I, that's what I told him, brother. This is not so. No one actually told him. Unfortunately, oh, really, that's yeah. like I'm not drinking the water. I'm yeah. just holding it in my mouth. For <laughs> my mouth's not dry. <laughs> so, so we. It's it's a joke, yeah. But it's also sad that you know uh, some of our Muslim youth they don't know what the what are the details of fasting, and we should all um, uh, make a special endeavor to learn about the details and philosophy behind uh, fasting. Um, and and also. It's a self-discipline as well. It helps you strengthen your your mental fitness, your spiritual fitness, um, and it grounds you um, on on a on a discipline that carries you for a few more months. And just as you're losing that discipline, uh, Ramadan comes back. Yeah, you summed it up pretty much. There you go. Talking about summing things up. That's it for today. That is it for today. We'll we'll sum up our first episode of Keeping It Halal. Thank you very much for joining us. We hope that you come back next week again for another new perspective, another new episode, another new discussion. Hopefully the world will be in, in a better in a better shape. place. Well, we can be optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's uh let's hope this uh that you know and also let's take ramadan as an opportunity to pray for world uh, peace yeah for world peace uh, i know earlier today in his uh weekly friday sermon the world head of the ahmadiyya muslim jamaat hazrat mirza masrur ahmed may allah be his helper reminded all of those that listen to his friday sermon that take this month as an opportunity to pray 
for world peace. Um, pray for those who are victims of persecution. And uh, we will certainly be taking up that opportunity. Yes. Um, and the last thing that we ask of our listeners is using hashtag keeping K-E-E-P-I-N-G it halal H-A-L-A-L. Tell us what you would like for us to discuss in our next episode. Until then, peace be upon you.